Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. My name is Matt. I am a pastor here at Lighthouse. Um, I do have a quick announcement for students, anybody 6th through 12th grade. We are going to be off-site at the Huffnagels um, tonight. So... I don't know if that's a surprise to you, Ruth and Tony, but that's the Huffnagels. <laughs> We're going to be at your house at five. So um, if you need more information on that, um, talk to Will. You guys know Will, or you can talk to um, Tony or Ruth or Mikhail to get their address and where to find it. It's, not, it's near here, so, um, but we'll be there from five to seven tonight. All right, I want to ask you a question. Who here likes food? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Confession, I like food too. Um, if you can't tell, I like food a lot. I'd probably like, I probably even should say I love food. Um, but yeah, I like food a lot. Food has been, um, in our, our family, like when we get, when we do family get togethers, like food seems to be like the center thing. Like we'll, we'll sit at the dinner table more than we sit on the couch. You know, one of those things like we eat and then we talk around the dinner table and then we, Maybe eat some more, and you just kind of continue to eat. So, um, but food is, I like food. Food will also shape us, right? Right? Well, food, this food shapes me a little bit. Like I said, I've done this a couple times. I'm not going to turn sideways. Wait, wait, second. No. But food can literally, it can literally shape us. Food can, right? But food also does more than that. Food also gives us, it gives us our health, right? So what we bring in can, can determine if we're healthy or not, right? I've heard that fruits and vegetables are good for you. <laughs> that if you eat fruits and veggies or you drink water, this actually is water. Sometimes it's water. Sometimes I'll hide Mountain Dew in here, but this is water today. Mm. But what we put in our bodies, that if we, if we bring good, nutritious food into our bodies, we are healthy. On the other hand, if we bring in unhealthy foods, we're not so healthy internally on the inside. Um, if you are like me and you eat a lot of cookies or um, candy bars I've got this really bad habit when I go to the store at the checkout line, I'll get a candy bar. Um, or if you've got a bad habit of like Mountain Dew, but you bring those things into your body and it makes you unhealthy, it makes you unhealthy. And the thing is, we can fool others with our health. Like I could realistically eat candy bars and drink Mountain Dew and still like I could look skinny. I just, wouldn't have, I just couldn't do very much of that, right? But I could still just eat candy bars and Mountain Dew and, and be skinny because I would burn that energy off. But I wouldn't be healthy, right? Internally, I wouldn't be healthy. I would look healthy. Internally, I would not look healthy. And so when I talk about that health, right, our mouth is the one sense, I say mouth as taste, it's the one sense that determines our physical 
healthiness. There are some others I think that play in, right? The smell, our other senses, the smell will play into that a little bit. Sometimes hearing like an example would be popcorn. If I, if I hear popcorn popping, sometimes I get hungry or whatever. But for the most part, our mouth, what we bring in through our mouth determines our physical health. Well, the same thing can be true for our eyes with our spiritual health. What we bring in, other senses, right? We have five senses. If I can remember off, taste, smell, touch, um, whatever they are, all the five of them, right? You guys know them. <laughs> Put me on the spot here. But, but they, they'll play into our spiritual health. But I would, I would say two things. Hearing and seeing determine our spiritual health more than the other three senses. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about our, our spiritual health. And when we talk about our spiritual health, I'm going to share a scripture in a little bit, and it's going to talk about our body. But we're not, when, I, when I talk about our spiritual health, it's really our soul. Our soul is our spiritual health. What's going to happen to our soul, our inner being, right? Not just our, I mean, we talk about, we use the word heart, but not our physical heart, but our soul. And so what we, what we see can determine our spiritual health. It can determine our soul. And, and when we talk about food, we talk about physical health. That's important. But our physical health is not as important as our spiritual health. Look at these couple verses. In Matthew 16, 26, it says, What good would it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul. It's telling us our soul is important. In 1 Samuel 16, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height. That's all physical stuff. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. We look at physical stuff, right? It says the Lord does not look at things look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And again, we're not talking about our physical heart. We're talking about our soul. The Lord looks at our soul and judges our soul. So it's important that we keep our soul healthy. And so like I said today, we're going to talk about how, how our eyes, we're going to look at a scripture that talks about our eyes and how when we, when we keep our eyes healthy, it'll keep our soul healthy as well. So hold that thought. We're in a series called Counterculture. It's the sermon that changed everything. It's the Sermon on the Mount. It's Jesus' first sermon. It's in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And I heard some people talking in the atrium beforehand. Um, I have felt this as well. This has been a great series. It's been a little bit of a convicting series, but it's been a, a really good series. If you missed last week's message, you can watch it online. Pastor Clint talked about fasting. It says, fasting, why in the world would we do it? And so he talked about fasting and giving up food, so I brought up food again for you today, right? So, um, but yeah, you can watch all those messages um, and, and, or listen to them through our website. But again, we're going to be moving in to Matthew. We're in chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6. This scripture, it's just two, um, two verses today. And I'm, I'm teaching today on this scripture on how God speaks to me through this scripture. 
Um, the scripture, when you see it, I'll explain a little bit. It can talk about um, with finances or whatever. But God has always spoken this scripture to me through the physical part of our eyes. And so that's the way I'm going to teach it today. So we are in Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. You can turn to it in your Bible. I'm going to read it from my Bible. Uh, verses 26, 22, and 23. Let me read them. It says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And so I want to, we're going to read this again, but I want to go deeper. It's, it's, it's a deeper than the body. So where you see the word body, the eye is the lamp of the body. It's not our physical body. Again, it's that soul, our soul. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, that deeper sense of that. So I'm going to read this again, but instead of using the word body, I'm going to use the word soul. And I think it will, it will give us an idea of where we're going today. So it says, the eye is the lamp of the soul. If your eyes are healthy, your whole soul will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole soul will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about our soul and how we can create health in our soul through our eyes. The title of today's message is The Eye Test, Being Sensible with our sight. And again, I'm going to give you a couple things that I've taken, a couple things that the way God speaks to me through this scripture um, this morning, hopefully that will help us as we, as we leave today. But first, let me uh, pray for today. So God, we just come to you today. First, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for, for speaking to me um, in this Two verses. God, you've convicted me personally through these. And so I pray that that, that same conviction, not in a, in a negative way, but that same conviction comes on those that hear this message this morning, God. I'm confident that these are your words this morning. So just get me out of the way of this. Let my words be your words this morning, God. We invite your Holy Spirit in to be with us through this message. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing you can write this on your handout if you want. If we are wise with our eyes, we will defeat the darkness. We will defeat the darkness. And I'm going to... Is anybody a give me the good or the bad news before the good news type person? That's how I am. So I'm actually going to like preach this reverse today. I'm going to preach kind of the second half of the scripture before the first, because I want the bad news first, and then we'll get to the good news. But if we're wise with our eyes, we will defeat the darkness. In Matthew 6.23, it says, if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. And so I want to look at that word unhealthy. And it says, when your eyes are unhealthy, now... Again, we have to take it as a deeper meeting. It's a, it's, our eyes can be unhealthy, like 
I'm trying to think of some eye diseases or whatever, like glaucoma or um, one time I had a tear in my retina of my eye. Um, so you can have like eyes being unhealthy, that like physically unhealthy, right? But when we talk about, about the eyes being unhealthy, it's we control our eyes. We control what we're looking at. And so if we're looking at bad things, that's the unhealthy part. Does that make sense? It's not just our eyes just naturally, like something, I got a piece of dust in my eye. It is, it is what we're looking at, how we control our eyes. Are we controlling our eyes into healthy situations or unhealthy situations? And so with that being said, I want to look more at that word unhealthy. I looked it up in the Greek. It's that word, paneros, I believe is how you say it. I noticed pie, right? That's the only first one. But paneros, but it basically means bad or toilsome. Bad or toilsome. Toilsome can mean fatigued. Fatigued. And so if our eyes are unhealthy, it's like saying your eyes are bad. You're looking at bad things. And so I start thinking about this, like, well, what are, what are bad things? And there are some obvious bad things that I think we can look at, right? Pornography would be a bad thing that, that God doesn't want us looking at. It's a bad thing. If you're looking at pornography, stop, don't. I think there are some, some demonic things that we can look at that are, that are pretty obvious that, that we'd say, no, no, I'm not saying everything is obvious. We're going to get into some things that aren't, but there are some things like that. So when we look at that stuff, like, don't do that. Those are bad things. And we can all, we're probably thinking of things right now in our head. I kept going back and forth. For me, I struggle with lust. And so that comes up to my head, like in my mind, like when I'm, when I'm looking at things like that physical lust comes up. And in your mind, you might be thinking of things that are just obvious to you. But then there are some things that come up that may not be as obvious. Things that can cause us to stumble that we're looking at that, that are not healthy for our soul. I start thinking about some of these, I dig in deeper, maybe some video games. They can be unhealthy. I don't know how many adults play video games. I play some. Uh, but even back in my day, I used to play this video game called Grand Theft Auto. Man, that is not a good game. It's a fun game to play, but it is not good for my soul. That is an unhealthy game. It, had, it took me a while to check that, to say I can't play this anymore. It's just not healthy. Books. There are some books that can be really healthy, hint, hint. <laughs> but there are some books that can be really, really, really unhealthy as well. A few years ago, there was a popular book out. I did not read it, mainly because it feels like a girl book to me, but it was Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm not here to shame you if you've read that, but that's not, not a healthy book. That is something we should not be looking at with our eyes. It does not good for our soul. There are TV shows that are unhealthy. A few months ago, um, we got rid of like Netflix and stuff, but we got um, Amazon Prime. With Amazon Prime comes this show that I heard it had good reviews or whatever. It was called um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Some of you may not have heard of it. It's about a woman stand-up comedy. I started watching it. It was funny. I laughed. But then it started like, it just was unhealthy. There's some jokes in there that were just like, eh, this is probably not what God wants me to be looking at. And so I had to stop. I had to stop. It was funny. I laughed. But it's things that God, it wasn't obvious to me, but God said, no, nah, I can't be watching that. And these are just examples for me. There are movies that we shouldn't be watching. There are movies that we can watch, that we should watch. There are some that we can't. 
certain movies that have swearing in them um, or nudity. If there's nudity in there, you probably shouldn't be watching that movie. Especially for me. Just, it's not good for me. That's not healthy for me. It even goes deeper. There are things where um, movies where people treat other people poorly or especially for me as a husband, if there's a movie that depicts a husband treating a wife poorly, like that's not good for me. And so I, I can't watch those movies. And I will, get, I will tell you this, God gives you freedom to stop a movie midway through. Amen. I've struggled with that. Like, well, I'm halfway through, I want to see what it's going to... No, stop it and turn it off. You don't have to watch that whole movie. There's no law that says you have to watch the whole movie. I'll give you another example about a movie for me in my past that I've kind of moved past. But when I was in college, there was a movie out. It was called, there's a, a series of them. It's called American Pie. And they are, they, if you would ask me 15 years ago what my favorite movie was, I would have said American Pie. It's not a good movie. If you would ask me 15 years ago, there was a character in that movie. His name is Steve Stifler. And he was funny. And I cracked up every time. I would act like him. I would tell the same jokes that he would tell. And I would kind of like, that's who I want to be. But I'll tell you what, that being that was not good for my soul. Watching those movies, I watched, when I was in college, I'm not kidding, I probably watched that movie every other day. No, no lie, maybe more than that. I'd come home from class, I'd, it would laugh, I, would, I would watch it all the time. It's so funny to me. But man, oh man, that was not healthy for my soul. When I, when I acted like Steve Stifler, the sense that I got, and I wrote this down, I'll bet God cringed. I'll bet God cringed when I watched that movie every single time and when I would laugh. There are things in our lives, guys, that, that are not healthy for our soul. I also think it's unwise for us to feel like we can handle that, like, oh, I can handle that. I'm a Christian now, right? And back then I wasn't a Christian, but now I can say, I'm a Christian now. I can handle watching American Pie. No, I can't because it's gonna take me back to where I don't wanna go. It's not gonna be healthy for my soul. It goes back to that, if I, if I went home today and I watched American Pie, God would cringe again. I don't want God cringing at me. It's not healthy. So don't think... We can handle this. I'm a, I can err on the side of caution. We can't handle it. Amen. <laughs> There's another analogy that talks about how we, what we bring in. It's all these things that we bring in. There's an, another analogy that Jesus uses actually in Matthew chapter 15. He talks about the mouth and it's this. It's Matthew 15, 17 and 18. It says, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. So if we think of it in a physical sense, right? There's food that comes into our body and our body digests that food. And it takes, our body takes the good nutrients and the things that we need and it uses them and it gets rid of the bad. I won't get into details about that, but it gets rid of the bad. <laughs> Right? That's how our body works. That's what that scripture is saying. And so whatever we bring in then, if we talk about it in a spiritual sense, when our soul, whatever we're bringing in, when we come in, the, we're going to use, our soul is going to use the good stuff and try to get rid of the bad. But if all we're bringing in is the bad, guess what? 
That's all our body has to use. That's all our soul has to use is bad. So we've got we've to bring in good into our bodies. And I would argue this too, when, we, when, when God uses that analogy of the soul, right? Our body, when we bring in food, we have a digestive system. We have a way to get rid of the bad. When we bring it in to our eyes, we don't have a digestive system. We don't. You ever hear the saying, you can't unsee that. Ooh, I couldn't unsee that. They say it about like car wrecks. You couldn't unsee that. It's true. You can't unsee things. We don't have a digestive system for that. So we have to filter that into our bodies. We have to filter that coming in. I want to break down this scripture a little bit more too. So in Matthew 6.23, it says, If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And I want to look at that word within. I'm going to break that down into the Greek as well. It's that word, in or in. Probably, that's how, probably where we got the word in from. But it means in, on, at. It's these three words that I, that I really want to focus on. By and with and among. So when we translate that within, what is, I really like that word among especially. What is among you? What are you surrounding yourself with? Because if you surround yourself with good, you're going to be good. If you're surrounding yourself with bad, you can be bad, right? So I like that with, so if we read that, if then the light within you is darkness, if whatever is around you is darkness, that's what you become. I'm going to share a story. It's a dark story. I'm just going to read it. um, It's this, it's a story of Slender Man. I hadn't heard about this until I started doing research. I was looking for examples, and this was a a good one. Like I said, it's kind of a dark story. Has anyone heard of Slender Man? Happened a few years ago. I'll read it to you. This is just what I found about. So Slender Man is a a fictional supernatural character that originated as a creepasta internet meme. I don't know what that means, but creepy, basically. A creepy internet meme by the Something Awful Forum. So there's a forum, a chat forum called Something Awful. And it was formed like this. So the Something Awful chat room created this guy called Slenderman in 2009. Here's how here this defines him. He is depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless face and head wearing a black suit. Stories of Slenderman commonly feature him stalking, abducting, or traumatizing people, particularly children. The story goes on of the Slender Man. Here's, here's what, so that, that's this Slender Man. He's this creepy thing that was made up and they put it on this chat room. And then people go to the chat room and they read about this. Here's what happened then. So on May 31st, 2014, two 12-year-old girls in Wisconsin held down and stabbed a 12-year-old classmate 19 times. When questioned later by authorities, they reportedly claimed that they wished to commit a murder as a first step to becoming proxies for the slender man. Yeah. Having read about it online, or having read about it online, they also stated that they were afraid that slender man would kill their families if they did not commit 
the murder. So again, guys, this is a dark case and this is an extreme case, but it's an example of what's among us. When we surround ourselves with that, like that's what we become. Like you think nobody in their right mind would want to go and stab these and, and try to murder a classmate, but that's what they were surrounding themselves with and then that's what they became. Guys, we have an enemy. That wasn't those girls. That's an enemy using those girls. We have to surround ourselves with good. We have to watch what we're bringing in because again, that's an extreme case, but our world is like that. The slender man is from our world. I thought about this. I, I, um, I was just reading like through the news. I saw just an article. There was, there was a, on one of the first days of school, so I didn't remember where it was. There was a school shooting. Anyone see that? One person. Remember when school shootings used to be front page news? That's what we're getting with our society. We're surrounded. Then it becomes, that's the way our society is, is going. Even in regular news, and I'm guilty of this. I'm not saying that, that I don't do this. I read the news articles all the time. And I try to convince myself, like the, this news site and that news site. Have you read our news lately? It's kind of dark, isn't it? It's kind of, anybody read the news, just the headlines and get depressed? It's because our world is, we, is just that. And I'm not, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to like say everything. There's good things that happen in the world. But I start thinking about headlines. You want, you want a headline? You want to read a headline? Read John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's a headline you should read. Mm -hmm. How about Philippians 4, 13? This says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's a headline that we should read. Matthew 5, 14, it's out on that wall right now. It says, we are the light of the world and a city on a hill cannot be hidden. That's a headline that we should read. We need to put the news away. We need to quit surrounding ourselves with negative things and surround ourselves with good things because it's good for our soul. It happened to me. Surround myself with these things 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I didn't even realize that I was surrounded by this. I didn't realize that I was in the darkness. I didn't realize it until I found Jesus. Once I realized what, because Jesus is the light. And when I found Jesus, I knew I was living in darkness. And I don't, again, I, I've said this before. I don't think, I wasn't watching it, looking at Slender Man stuff, but I was not a good person. I didn't realize that I was surrounding myself with darkness until I found Jesus. I can tell you this, guys, Jesus is the cure. Amen. Jesus is the cure. When did I realize this? When, did I, when I went back to church, when I started going to church in 2012, October of 2012, that's when I went, started going back to church. That's when I found Jesus again. And that's when I realized I was surrounding myself with darkness. And it wasn't Slender Man darkness. It was just the darkness of the world. I realized that I was living in darkness and, and I got out of it by going back to church. I got out of it by starting to read my Bible to hear the truth. I got out of it by, by serving God. 
I got out of it by fixing my eyes on Jesus. There's a scripture with that. Hebrews 12, one and two says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Guys, we have a sinful world and it easily entangles us, even when we don't know it. And it says this, let us run with the perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Without Jesus, I would not have seen the light. I would not have known what true and perfect light is. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. And guys, I'm not up here preaching to you to tell you that I've arrived at it. It is still a work in progress. It really is. It's a daily work in progress. And for everybody in this room and everybody that hears this message, it should be a daily process for us that will never end until we give up our last breath. I've not arrived there yet, guys, but I'll tell you this, when I found Jesus, I'm in a lot better spot than I was. That moves us right into our second point. If we're wise with our eyes, we will shine. We will shine. Back to the first verse, Matthew 6, 22, it says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And so when I looked up in, in that translation, they took those three words, full of light, and this is how it transfers. It's photoneos, I think is how you say that. It's where we get the word photo from. It's a light, but it basically means bright, light, or luminous. And so when, we're, when our eyes are healthy, we become the light. We illuminate. We are the light. We are the light of the world. We cannot be hidden. Do you ever hear or know somebody that says, well, man, when they just come in, they just light up the room. Anyone got a picture of somebody? If I say that, picture somebody that when they, when they walk in, they just light up the room. They're, they're fun to be with, right? You're probably in a better mood when they're around. Do you agree? The person I'm thinking of, yeah. I'm, yeah. We can all be that. We can all be the person that lights up the room. All we need is to shine our, focus our eyes on Jesus and we become the light. We shine. But it's only if our eyes are healthy. When we focus our eyes and we become, we become the light, here's another fun thing about the light. You know that light can never be defeated? Right. Never be defeated. Light can never be defeated. If you go into a dark room and you turn on the light, it's light. You can go in the dark room and take a match and light it and there's light. The darkness cannot overcome the light. Can't happen. And guess what? Jesus is the light of the world. Right. Jesus cannot be defeated. He can't be defeated. John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have 
the life, the light of life. You'll never walk in darkness. You'll always be lit up if you have Jesus because he is the light of the world. Earlier in John, John chapter one, it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. It can't, never has, never will. And so what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is that we know Jesus and we become that light and then we become that light for everybody else, right? That's the ultimate goal. We can't just take the light and say, there's another scripture I could get into where it says, put your, life, put your light under a, a bowl and so nobody can see it. No, we need to know Jesus. We become the light of the world and then we shine that to everybody around us. When we do that, we become the city on a hill that cannot be hidden. We can't be hidden. You can write this down. When we, we surround ourselves with good stuff, we become the light. And I would even say this, we talked about the news, you can even write this. When we surround ourselves with the good news, we become the light. The good news, that's the gospel. Gospel translates into good news. When you hear the word gospel, you think of Jesus Christ. When we surround ourselves with the good stuff, when we surround ourselves with the good news, when we surround ourselves with Jesus, we become the light and we shine it to everybody. So I'm going to call up, I'm going to, Krista and Will are going to come up. They're going to close us with a song called The Blessing. And I like this song. Sorry, I was getting a little loud. My throat's getting a little scratchy today. <laughs> but I like this song because it, it talks about being surrounded, right? We talked about surround ourselves with good. And in this song, it'll say that we're talking to God here and it says, um, it uses some of the lyrics, may your presence go before us and beside us and around us within you. That's what we're gonna sing. We're gonna sing that to Jesus this morning to say, come and be with me, surround me, because I wanna be surrounded by good. Other lyrics in this says, may his face, Jesus, like we're talking to Jesus, may your face shine upon me. We talk about the light shine upon us this morning. So here's what I wanna do. We can stay seated for this song, but if you, it's your freedom. Your freedom in this moment to stand, to sing, to just sit and listen to the lyrics. But let them mean something to you this morning. The lyrics will come up on the screen. Just let this be your time with Jesus, that, to be surrounded by Jesus. And then I will finish us up after this with, with ministry time. But let me pray real quick and then we'll move into the song. So Jesus, we thank you for being the light of the world. We thank you for being the light of the world. We thank you for, for being willing to be our own personal light. So when we sing these lyrics right now, God, we want them to come from our heart to yours. We open up our hearts this morning, God. Just enter in in any way that you want. Amen. 
Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.